but you, you actually um, feel uh, and, and have an encounter with God's Word and yeah. it comes to life in you, yeah. in you, that you, yeah. you go away from this place different with revelation and that, and, uh, and that's awesome. Uh, who loves their Bibles? I love my Bibles, you've got to get them ready. I, I wish someone sort of told me about the Bible and said that, you know, there's two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. You know, there's 66 books in here. And, uh, you know, the first 33, it's awesome. It's just old school, going from the, the start of, of the beginning of time, going right through to when Jesus was born. Then you've got the New Testament, the New Covenant, where Jesus is born, and then it goes along his journey and his way, and then post his death in the early church and all that. It's, yeah. uh, it's exciting. And we're going to open it um, in a second. But before I do, we've got a couple of kids. Think, can I show you their pictures? Because I yeah. love them. This is like their picture. I think that was yesterday or the day before. So, um, yeah. I don't know how Sarah gets them to smile like that. So I like try and do a picture. And one's looking this way and there. And I don't know what bribery she uses, you know, and, and that. But... Um, yeah, yeah, food, food for Luca. It's Luca and, and Lexi, and it's cool to be, um, you know, just to be there with them and enjoying life with them. Yeah. But uh, let's open our Bibles to Matt, verse number nine, or chapter nine, verse ten, and uh, we're reading about Jesus. So this is from Matthew's point of view. So he's writing it. We believe that this is the inspired word of God that was written through Matthew talking a bit about Jesus. It says here, while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, uh, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Yeah. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The title of my message, if you're a title person, which I am, is Sacrifice or Mercy. Sacrifice or Mercy. Come on, let's pray. Father God, we pray that you would uh, speak through me, you would articulate everything that comes out of my mouth, that there'll be your words, not my own. And we pray, Lord, you would open up every heart to hear your revelation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, um, who's got some neighbours and they're party people? You know, they're party goers. We, well, I've got some neighbours and they just built a house behind us. And you know that they're party people when they had three parties in moving in, right? They, they first off, they had when the pad got down, you know, the cement pad got, got down. And then they had a, a party that night without any power, electricity, no toilets. And the funniest thing was when, you know, I was, I sort of put my head over the fence because I'm like, oh, who are they? And, and then I'm looking and I'm sort of meeting this guy called Mikey and he's like, oh, yeah, so we're connecting. And then all of a sudden his, his partner turns around and she sees me and she's like shock horror. She, she came to our youth group for a couple of years. <laughs> she moved next to the youth bus. You know, like, she's like, oh, no. <laughs> I tried to get away from you. You know, like, you know, and there we go. I'm like, hey, Molly, how you going? And she's like, oh. <laughs> you can see it. Uh, it's funny. And then, and then they had their next party, and, and that was like the walls and everything were up, and they could get in. And then they had their third party, that was like the furnishing party. You know, where everything's furnished and everything looks a little nicer. 
And so we were, we're hanging out. And I, I like to go over for their parties. We've got this relationship where we just jump over the fence. Yeah. No, we, we want to build, you know, a bit of a door just so we can walk in and out of each other's backyards. But uh, our wives would not, not like that. But, you know. but anyway, uh, this one um, party was over there and, and all the friends, they were coming over to my house and we were playing a board game. We are having a board game night, Axis and Allies, six hours of board games. Yes. It was great. And we, we can only do it so many times because we're only allowed to. Um, but anyway, I'm over at this party while everyone's setting up the board games. It takes about an hour to set it up. And so I'm, I'm over at the party with him and, and Mike is here, all his friends getting no people. And then all of a sudden, I just see Mike just run. He just runs out. And I'm like, what, what's going on with him? And, and, and then someone sort of just waltzes down. He's like, oh, I think he cut himself. And I'm like, oh, well, I might go see him. And I go in, and I went into his, his room, and then his, you know, on suite, and that there's blood everywhere. So he was cooking beef jerky, cutting beef jerky, okay? You don't cook beef jerky. You, you dry it, right? You dry it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there he is. He's had a few, a few too many, everyone, okay? So don't cut beef jerky and, and drink. Anyway, so he's going out, and as he's cutting it, he literally just misses the beef jerky and gets his finger oh. straight through the nail. It's like open, Ooh. it's blood, it's like everywhere, blood is like everywhere. And I'm like, where are your friends? <laughs> They're all just drinking out the pack. Yeah. And there I am, sort of trying to get, alright, yeah, just grabbing some like toilet rolls and stuff like that and putting it over and trying to stop and put pressure on it. And then I remember that one of my friends. Um, and he's, he's an emergency nurse at Fiona Stanley Hospital, with, like head nurse. So I just like, oh, wait here, Mikey, I'm just going to go get an emergency nurse, you know. <laughs> and so I jump over the fence and I'm Peter Cup. So we all both jump back over the fence. And then he's coming in and, and he literally needed to go to the hospital and get all stitched up and all that. And praise God that, you know, the fingers all good. It's all there. So but this, this other um, party, I, I think it was there. Party was, I think, an engagement party. Uh, I sort of hooked them up with a couple of speakers and that. You know, the good thing is when you put the speakers, you can always angle them away from your house. You know, you just, yeah, I'll help you set it up. No problem, mate. And so, um, you know, he set up, like, their, their whole backyard was like tables everywhere. They, like, you know, got all these, like, beautiful sunshades and bar tables everywhere. He built himself a bar there and then got all the, the you know, drums of alcohol and that and everything was on tap. And, and I was like, oh, he was setting up, you know, so for a big night. Anyway, I'm sort of over and, and we, he's like, oh, come around, come around. I'm like, oh, I can't tonight, you know. So we're sleeping. I'm sleeping. Sarah's trying to sleep. Yeah. And then I think it was around, you know, one or something, but, um, Sarah's like, she is huffing and puffing. You know, you know when someone's not, not happy, you know, like they, you know, like, she's in bed, she's like tossing this way and that way, and I'm like, oh. And I think it was about, what, 1.30. I know you guys don't sort of believe me, so I thought I'd get my text messages and put it up, but Sarah's like, I'm gonna call the police. And I'm like, don't call the police. I'll just text him, you know, I'm just, we're adults, right? We're adults. Sarah's like ready to get the constable jack or whatever is there and get it sorted out. Anyway, so I text him. So let's put it up there. Well, it's 1.38 a.m. Um, Sunday morning. Hey, Mikey, I hope it's been a great night. Yeah, but turn down the music now. That would be awesome. 
no worries, man, will do. And then I, I, I sent back a thumbs up. And then he's like, is that okay? And I'm like, thumbs up. And, and that, and, and then I think he packed up at the 336, he's like, hey, I'll put your speakers here and all that, so it was a long, long night for oh, him. <laughs> but, you know that sort of thing of like, Sarah's like, oh, angry about the party, you know, she's the party police, you know, party police in our neighbourhood, you know, turn it down, I'll call the police, I'm, I'm not that person, you know, I'm not that person, but in this scripture that we've, we've just read in Matt, no, it's talking about Jesus is in having a party at Matt's house. Matt's a tax collector. So he is not the same as the ATO, everyone. Okay, just so everyone knows. Matt is a part of the corrupt people of tax collectors, where they take a bundle of your money, they keep half or maybe more, and then they give the rest to the Roman Empire, the rulers right there. And that's so they're thieves. They're stealing off their people. They are, people didn't associate with them other than those people um, that were all rich and, and living wild lives. Now, if you thought that 2020 was, was uh, a terrible time to live right now and everything's wild and the world's getting worse, it was way worse back then, by the way. So there they are in this house and there's sinners everywhere. Now, the Bible doesn't say whatever, but it would have been a massive party because households were about 100 people back then. So when you're thinking of house churches, there are 100 people in a house. They're big houses with all servants and everything like that. So there's, there's hundreds of people in this party and there it's going on. You know, it's, they are partying to, you know, Tupac, DMX, you know, that's, they're going, I'm oh, sorry, you guys are a bit too young for that. Um, <laughs> Justin Bieber, they're partying to Justin Bieber, you know, and all that. And as they're going, um, all of a sudden, Jesus is in there, and these guys, and then we've got the Pharisees coming around, and these guys are like the rabbi police. Oh my gosh, is Jesus in that house? I think I saw him. And they're, they're getting on their mobile phones, they're texting all their friends. Come over here, all the other Pharisees and leaders. Jesus is at a party. He's at a party. So all of a sudden, all the rabbis are coming around and they're coming into this party going, what? and they're ready to rebuke him, point the finger and all that. They're, they're not happy because they're the rabbi police and Jesus is with sinners. There's stuff going on in that place. People are loaded and rich. And then, you know, who knows what drugs are in the house, all right? Who knows what's going on? Sexual activity, slaves, all that stuff. But let me tell you that it is not a good scene. And Jesus is in the middle of it. And everyone's like, whoa, who are you? What are you doing? And, you know, he's just like, Pazow, be healed. You know, he's like, playing it cool like Jesus would. Right? And everyone's coming in and the party's growing and growing and growing. And then they're, they're not happy, so they're going. And they don't just go to Jesus. And this is what I hate, right? I mean, when people have a problem, go to the person that has the power to deal with it, right? Instead, he goes to Jesus' minions, all right? The disciples. No, what's, what's your rabbi doing? You know, he's with sinners and all that. And I love it how Jesus hears the conversation. You know, hey! If you've got something to say, say it to me. And he responds. And he says, on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. 
You see, there's two types of theologies right here. There's a mercy theology and there's a sacrifice theology. There is two different components because up until this time, everything was about sacrifice. Everything. You see, because Adam and Eve, when they were there, they grabbed the fruit and maybe, can I have Abraham? Where's Father Abraham? I need that ladder. We're bringing out a ladder. And so just help me. Let's all give Father Abraham a round of applause. Whoa, look at those ladder skills. So, let's all thank Abraham. Now, the reason why this was bad, them eating that fruit, was because Jesus said, don't do it. So what is sin? Sin is when we miss the mark. What's the mark? The mark is like when an arrow is going and shooting towards um, the, the mark. When it misses, when the arrow misses it, it misses the mark. So Jesus said, don't do something, and they missed the mark. And so what happened was sin came in, and they were righteous, but because sin came in, they weren't righteous anymore. What does righteous even mean? It means right with God. So they were right with God until they missed the mark. They sinned, and then all of a sudden, the last time I did this, I had a headset on, all right? I wasn't like with a mic and... Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Abraham. You just got to use what you've got, right? What's in the hand? What's in the building? And so, all of a sudden, humanity became separated, and what was righteous was so high. So, what they what they did is Jesus then comes up with the Ten Commandments, right? Okay. And so because that Ten Commandments, God, sorry, Jesus, God came up with the Ten Commandments. And God is there and he's saying, okay, I've bought these Ten Commandments so humanity can see how um, sinful, how much we've actually missed the mark. And so because of that, um, the Ten Commandments comes in and so righteousness was all of a sudden something that you had to strive for. Righteousness was trying to do the right thing and trying to uh, act right and all that. So these Ten Commandments and all that. So people would try and climb to try and be righteous, but wouldn't be able to actually get there. They'll try and climb the ladder to try and reach holiness, but never being able to do that. And then what happens is righteousness is up there. We can't reach that mark. We've missed it. We've got sin. And sin has now separated us. It's made us not right with God. And righteousness is something that we need to work to. So God needed to come up with a plan. Because it says in Romans 2, 3 verse, 3 verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You see, these are Ten Commandments that Moses, that God gave Moses, the priests, 
They then sort of fill in the blanks with the Ten Commandments and turn them into 613 rules, commandments that people had to adhere to. So it was talking about the law, it was impossible. It, you could never do that and it required sacrifice. It required sacrificial animal offerings. So you'd have to kill these animals so you can be atoned for. What does atoned mean? Atonement, we, we hear these words. All it is is covering your sin. It doesn't take away your sin, it just covers it. So God's wrath is appeased. And so people every year would have to come up with the day of atonement, would have to sacrifice and sacrifice these animals, depending on how much they earned and how wealthy they were, so they could their sin could be covered. But then that is the sacrifice part. But Jesus is saying, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Mercy, did anyone play the game of mercy in primary school? <laughs> Anyone where you get your hands and you put them together like, it's quite intimate really when you think about <laughs> your hands, you know, like that. And, and then you, you then say go and then you've, usually you get it and you pull it around and you, 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 know, you pull their fingers back and that. You know, anyone not know what I'm talking about? <laughs> A handful, that's okay. Well, ask someone afterwards <laughs> and you'll find out. And, and when you pull it around, you know, when you're losing, you mercy, mercy, mercy means stop, stop, look, you've won, you've won, and stop, stop. And you know what? The worst thing was when you were playing with girls, and they would sharpen their nails. Oh. Anyone know what I'm talking Any boys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They would happen, they would be like daggers, they would be, it's like cattle, you know, like, flick them out, you know, and yeah, oh, no, no, sorry, not playing with you, you are dangerous. But that mercy, and that's what humanity cried out, mercy, mercy, mercy. And praise God, he heard our cry for mercy. Jesus said, I don't require sacrifice. I require mercy. For the first time ever, Jesus. And that's where we see in Ephesians 2 verse 4 to 5. It said, but God still loved us with such great love. He is so rich in compassion and mercy, even when we're dead and doomed in our many sins. He united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful grace. Jesus is the personification of grace. Jesus is grace. He is the gift to humanity to make it right. So Jesus, who never sinned, never missed the mark, was perfect. He came and he grew and he lived and he climbed the law and he did everything right so he could reach righteousness so he could obtain what we never had and he could bring that down and that righteousness he swapped it I'm going to take your sin and I'm going to make you right I'm going to make you righteous. And it was a gift. So now you are righteous. What's your name again? Dan. Dan, you can be righteous. When you believed in God, you became righteous. In there, when you said, yes, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And there's an exchange that happens. And so now that gift, no matter what you do, you're righteous. Because you believe, no, 
it, it's been paid for, right? It's a gift. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. It was a gift, and it was given to you. Now, it says in Hebrews 10, verse 12 to 14, But when the priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Verse 14, For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. You see, when you receive Jesus, you became perfect forever. You're perfect for So when I accepted Jesus into my life, all of a sudden I became righteous forever. It's got nothing now to do with what I do or don't do. It's everything of what Jesus did for me that he gifted this to me and now I'm perfect forever. How, how long is forever? Forever is forever last time I checked. Even in the Hebrew, it means forever. There isn't any like clause in there. There isn't forever. So I love this how if I'm perfect forever, Jesus, everyone's like, oh, well, Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. Well, they said he came to abolish. No, he didn't come to abolish the law, but he came to fulfill the law. See, he's already fulfilled righteousness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did it 2,000 years ago and paid for it. Now, for us, in Colossians 2 verse 14, it says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which, which is basically all your sins, he wiped them out because he took them on the cross with him and exchanged those, um, your sins, for his righteousness. It says, And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. I love this, because it says, having disarmed principalities and powers. Don't give back the enemy his power. As soon as you think you deserve this, and you earn this, all of a sudden, it means that you give... The accuser, right? The devil is the great accuser. His power was pointing out to you and saying, ha, you sinned. Ha, ha, look at that condemnation. And that's what the devil comes to put on you. But as soon as you became righteous, he can no longer do that. He is, he's powerless now. That you're free and free indeed, right? Through Jesus. But the moment you think that, oh, I just did the wrong thing. Oh, I, I now feel sinful. That isn't a youth. Jesus didn't do that. That's a wrong thinking. That's why Paul's about renewing your mind. Yeah. Because the thing is, no matter what you do, it's already been done. And so you either in a sacrifice mindset of theology or you're in a mercy mindset. It's either been given to you or you're trying to earn it. So when you try to earn it, if you're trying to, if you make a mistake, all of a sudden you feel guilty, you feel shame, you put that on yourself, not God. You put that on yourself. And now you go around thinking, oh, you know, that well, you are diminishing the power of the cross. It's what you're doing. You're saying, oh, well, the, the cross. So am I saying, hey, you just do whatever you want? No, no, no. I'm saying, you don't do anything to be righteous. Right. You be righteous. And because you're righteous, you do good things. Yeah. It comes out of you. Yeah. I mean, so, so the difference between this, left and right, there's, there's a couple of things. The old covenant, okay, so under the law, the burden is on me to perform. Okay? 
But under grace, the burden is on what Christ has already performed on the cross. Okay, so the old covenant said, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. But the new covenant said, the Lord says, I will, I will, I will. In the old says, do, do, do. The new says, done, done, done. Alright, righteousness is a gift. It's about my right standing, not my right doing. Yeah? And God has made me right. And so because of that, I do good because I am righteous, not to be righteous. So I love it how he pulls it all in. In Matthew 9, 12 to 13, we've already read this. It says, it's, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. What do you think that means? Go and learn what this means. And then in quotation marks, he says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Do you know what Jesus actually announced there? I desire mercy, not sacrifice. If the worship team can come up, we're going to land this thing. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Actually doesn't come from Jesus' words, but it's a quotation to Hosea. And in Hosea, it says in there, and it's about this person, and we see this picture of God's love for us. 750 years before Jesus came about, Hosea is a prophet. Now prophets, priests represent the people to God. Prophets represent God to the people. Different roles that they play. And there we see that Hosea, he's a prophet and he has a task. God has a purpose and a plan for Hosea. And Hosea's purpose and plan, God asks him and says right here, He goes, and where would he find 
is adulterous woman that's gone back into the ways of prostitution. He goes to the red light district. Just imagine walking, a man of God walking through in the red light district and, and I guess knocking on doors of brothels going in, hey, have you seen Goma? You know, just imagine what someone was like, oh, I saw her a few nights ago. I didn't, I didn't, didn't realise that you guys were still a thing. I didn't. And he goes in, knocks in, and, and it has the scholars say he rocks up in an auction. And Goma is being auctioned in this place. Imagine he's seeing his own wife being auctioned for money. It's, who owns Goma? It's him. It's his wife. But what does he do? He buys her. He buys her back. He, he still owns her, but he pays the price that she's gone back into slavery of adultery. What was she justified? She was justified death by stoning. Not, not being stoned like smoking cones being stoned, but rocks being thrown at her till she dies. And there he is. He shows this love that God shows us. And he buys Come back on. that which he already owned. He paid her debt and pulls it back in. And I love this. And he says this. Then I told her, you are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man. And I will behave the same towards you. And he starts prophesying for the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones, without ephod or, or household gods. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king, David being Jesus that comes from the lineage of David. And it says here, they will come trembling to the Lord and to his blessings in the last days. Isn't it amazing that Hosea, that name in the Hebrew means Jesus. Come on. In the Greek, means salvation. Right here we see God's love for us, unconditional love. Yeah. Hey, it's not about sacrifice anymore, it's about mercy. Yeah. It's about grace. It's not about the Lord, it's not about doing, doing, doing. It's about being. Yeah. That if you believe in God, that He set you free. And it's that love that He doesn't care what's going on, He just wants to take you back. He just loves you so much that He paid your price for your sins. What you couldn't pay, He paid even though He owned you. Why? Because He loved you so much. Come on. You know, when I think of my life, when I think of what I got in, you know, I started smoking cones in year six and year seven because it was around and my brother was getting into all that stuff. My dad died three months after I was born. As I grew up, I grew up sort of idolizing my brother who got into, you know, um, uh, gangs and all that stuff. And, you know, his 18th party people came with a samurai sword ready to kill someone in a stolen car. That's just how I grew up. And then I remember my mum used to always force me to church. It was the worst. I hated it. But this one day I had an encounter with Jesus because I said, prove it if you're real. Because the parties and people and girls, it didn't fill, it didn't satisfy, but it took a moment where God stood and he was there. And I'm like, all right, if you're real, prove it. So I walked up to the front. I had this encounter with God where my sins came off like chains off me and freedom and forgiveness and righteousness came into me. And I was for the first time connected to God and I knew that God had a purpose 
my life. I didn't deserve it, but he gave it anyway. It was all about a decision of believing. And then I just started this journey of praying on my way to high school, 16, 17, every day. And then running things at my school and just showing people the love of God. See, who is Goma? Goma is me. Goma is you. Goma is us. We've all walked away. We've all gone back to bed. We've all gone there. But Jesus made a way. Come on. Jesus made He doesn't need your sacrifice. He's already given mercy. He's already paid the price. And all we have to do is just receive. I love it that Jesus was with the sinners. Where was Jesus? He was with the sinners. Where was he? He was shining light in the darkness. See, in 1 John 4 verse 19 in the Passion Translation it says, Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. Anyone can say, I love God. You have hated toward, sorry, you have hatred toward another believer. This makes him a phony. Because if you don't love a brother or sister whom you can see, how can you truly love God whom you can't see? For he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also demonstrate love to others. There's a couple of people I'd like to pray for. And there are people that you keep on thinking that you're not righteous because you make mistakes and you sin. Jesus paid the price so you could be perfect forever. If I, if, I stand on, if I stand on a nail, it doesn't make me a nail. It just means I've got a nail in me and I'm going to pull it out. If you sin, you're not a sinner. You just need to pull it out. And Jesus paid the price. And I believe God wants to bring freedom in there. There's another group of people that you show this love that God showed you by showing it to others. And God needs to put that love that there's people that you are offended at, believers that you're not happy with. It's time to make it right in your heart. Your God, I forgive them and I release that. I release grace. Because you can only receive it once you give it, yeah? You can only receive it once you give it. You can't hate someone else and be a Christian. It's actually against that DNA. So right now, we're going to worship. And in this place, maybe you want to make the step to believe in Jesus. I want to pray for you. And I want to invite everyone to pray this prayer of believing in Jesus, that he died on the cross and rose again for our sins. So if you all want to close your eyes and bow your heads, Online, you join us with this as well. And want to just repeat after me. God, I thank you so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me with my sin. And I believe that you rose again from the dead. And you're in heaven right now. And I want to welcome you into my life, into my heart. Wash my sins away because I want to follow you and I want to fulfill every plan and purpose that you have for my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on. Let's just thank people in this place and thank you. Pray that.